I'm here to help stuff your pockets with my week seven best bets. Let's go. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to another sports betting, betting after dark. I'm your host, Calvin Timms, and unfortunately, my co-host, my sister, is out of town today, so we weren't able to get her on the podcast, but you can follow us both on Twitter at TDC underscore Calvin for myself and my sister, Sam Timms 99 on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. You can follow the podcast as well at FF After Dark. Don't worry, though. Even though she's not here, I still have some good bets for you guys. Now, I kind of ran some of these past her, got a little bit of feedback as well. So everything that I'm, I'm running past you is not <laughs> out of this world, but I'll run you through some of it and give you guys my opinions on it and what I think are some really, really good ways to make some cash this week, pairing in some very good analytical data as well. So hopefully you guys enjoy that this week and let us know your thoughts down below in the comments while you're there. If you can't subscribe to the channel, you know, leave a like on the video. It just helps us out. And Sam will be back next week. She finally switch jobs so she doesn't have her night shift anymore and next friday starting next friday she'll be open on the weekends finally she's working a normal um eight to five i guess monday through friday so she'll have a lot more free time coming forward and we'll be able to be more consistent with these podcasts going out but let us know your thoughts down below if you like having her on here and, and if you like her take. So um, I'm sure she'll be happy to read that when she gets back. So that said, let's jump over into some bets. And we're going to keep this short and sweet today and why I really like a lot of these bets here today. Now, I really try to just focus on a couple of games, you know, there's a lot of games out there this weekend that had some juicy lines. I know that six teams are on by as well, but that still leaves, what, 26 teams out there to place bets on. And there were some really, really juicy lines in a lot of games. There's a lot of scary lines as well. Um, so I tried to narrow it down to just a couple of games. Now, I do have a lot of different bets that I like in a lot of these games, but, you know, a lot of it is backed by, like I said, some deep dives into the stats and things like that. So the first game I want to talk about is going to be the Buffalo Bills versus the uh, the New England Patriots. And the bet that I wanted to highlight in this game is going to be Mac Jones under one touchdown. So basically Mac Jones to throw for zero touchdowns in this game. Now New England is at home, which I do like, but the odds on this are plus 145. The reason why I like this so much is if you watch any New England games so far this year, and unfortunately I've been forced to watch quite a few of them, New England Patriots offense is absolutely terrible right now. And you know, the Buffalo Bills defense, everyone's talking about how it's banged up and it's it's really really weak right now. Well, they still whoop the crap out of the Patriots every time they play them. And on the season, per game, the Buffalo Bills defense is allowing a grand total of 0.7 passing touchdowns per game. 0.7. You couple that with the New England Patriots, who are throwing for 0.8 passing touchdowns per game. The chances are, in this game, of Mac Jones throwing a touchdown, I think, are very low. One, you have a defense that doesn't give up a lot of touchdowns. Two, you have an offense that doesn't throw a lot of touchdowns. You put those two together, and it's 
not very good or not very cheerful for Mac Jones in this game. Mac Jones has also been playing terribly. You know, he's been throwing a lot of interceptions the last couple of weeks, and I could really see them starting to look at pulling Mac Jones if he starts to mess up early in this game. So him not throwing a touchdown, I don't think is too crazy. And at plus 145 odds, I thought that was too good to pass up. So I just wanted to bet that one only from this game. I didn't really want to go too much because Buffalo, New England, who knows what's going to happen. It's a divisional game. It's in New England. You know, the weather's not the best out there. This could be a run run game, like a run heavy game script. So I wanted to just get my one bet in this one and get out. Um, the next bet that I had was a parlay and this was only because now not everybody might be able to take advantage of this parlay. So just keep this in mind, but, um, I got a 50% boost on DraftKings for a, uh, Cleveland versus Indianapolis game. Right. And I don't know if it's just cause it's regional or if it's whatever it's Ohio. Um, that's where I'm located and DraftKings knows that or whatever, but Either way, I do like the odds in this one pretty heavily. Um, if it hits, it's I think it's like plus 700 if it hits. Uh, it's only a three-leg parlay. But basically, it's Gardner Minshew to throw one passing touchdown, minimum one passing touchdown at minus 215. Gardner Minshew to throw for over 197 at minus 115. And then a Pittman, Michael Pittman Jr., anytime touchdown at plus 195. Now, the Pittman one is probably the the scariest in this parlay, but um, Pittman, I think, is due for a touchdown. And when you look at the fact that Gardner Mitchell is going to throw the ball a ton, this Cleveland Browns defense is very, very good. But their biggest weakness right now is the passing game, actually. Um, and it's not a big weakness. They're only allowing for 121 yards per game. It's not <laughs> that is terrifying. They're their um their defense is otherworldly they're the best in the league in in every measure right now their rushing yards is terrible um they're they're third in rushing yards they only allow 79 per game they allow a little bit more in the yardage but i think that this team is going to have to throw the ball a little bit more to want to compete with this Cleveland Browns offense. I do think Deshaun Watson is going to play and he's going to put him up a little bit earlier. So I think that Gardner Minshew is going to be forced to play. I throw the ball a little bit more. Um, I do think that the weapons there are good enough that, you know, you, you pair Zach Moss, you pair Michael Pittman, um, some of these tight ends that he's going to get over 200 yards. He's going to have that just by volume. He's going to probably get a touchdown. Vegas agrees at minus 215. Uh, I think that's like 70% chance that he throws at least one touchdown in this game. Uh, so Vegas does not think that's insane, um, even against this vaunted Cleveland defense. And if he's going to throw a touchdown, I just, you know, I'm betting on the number one wide receiver for this team, which is due. So again, I only did this because I got a 50% boost on it. Um, and I, I coupled that with a, uh, no sweat bet. So, um, you know, it, it, it's a regional one. So feel free to, to partake if you can, but the 50% boosted odds on it is what made it very, <laughs> very, very enticing to me. So, um, the next ones, these ones were all just because they made more sense. The Cleveland one, Cleveland versus Indy. Again, I just got it because it was offered by DraftKings. Baltimore versus Detroit. This one is going to be fun. Um, this is going to be a, a grindy game because both of these defense right now, the 
Detroit Lions is, you know, one of the best defenses in the NFL. Um, in terms of rushing yards allowed, they're number one against the rush. In terms of passing yards allowed, they're a little bit more uh, middle of the pack. They're right around like 12, give or take. They're pretty low on points allowed as well. Um, they're bottom 10 of points allowed in the NFL. And then you couple that with the Cleveland or with the Baltimore Ravens. This defense is only allowing 15 points per game. Detroit's allowing 19 points per game. Um, both of these teams are bottom 10 in terms of points allowed. The Baltimore Ravens, so so far though, they are very, very strong against the run, right? They're top 10 against the run. They are also top 10 against the pass. And that's where it's going to be a they're second against the pass right now in the NFL, right behind the Cleveland Browns. Now, it does help that they've played the Browns, they've played the Steelers, they've played some not-so-great offenses so far. So I do think that the Baltimore Ravens is a little bit of a... Um, it's a little bit deceiving compared to what it actually is on the field. Like, I don't think that the Baltimore Ravens defense is the number two defense in the NFL right now, if you had to ask me. But all the stats are kind of pointing that way at this point in time. I just don't really see that personally. But that said, the if you look at the Detroit Lions offense, they are insane. They are scoring. They're fourth in scoring per game. Um they're running all over people. Now they don't have David Montgomery in this game. They'll probably, they might not have Craig Reynolds as well. Um, Jameer Gibbs will be active. They've activated a couple other guys, but their passing game is definitely improving. And that's where I think that this is going to be able to really spark off the Ravens defense is good against the run already. So the Lions not having a great run game in this game, I don't think really matters. They're fourth in the league in yards per game, passing yards per game. And I don't think that's going to really drop off when that's what Baltimore is also weak against. So that said, I think that the D Detroit Lions are going to win this game. I took Detroit Lions straight bet at plus 130 odds on DraftKings. I took the under 42 and a half at minus 103. Straight bet on that one as well. And then I also took Ravens under 22 and a half total points at plus 100. Again, we just talked about how good these defenses are. I think the Lions have the best odds of pulling out the victory in this one. And I think it's also going to be a very low scoring event. You're talking like a 17 to 14 or, you know, 15 to 12 type of game where I could see this game having no touchdowns in it whatsoever and it just being a field goal battle uh, between these two defenses the Ravens I don't think are the number two defense but I do think that they are pretty good I think the Lions are going to be able to move the ball against them but they're going to struggle in the red zone and that's where the Ravens are actually pretty good is um, in the red zone of keeping people from scoring now again the Detroit Lions defense you can throw on them but I don't think that the Ravens offense is the best in terms of in terms of throwing the ball. You know, in fact, they're they're bottom 10 in terms of or bottom 12 of throwing the ball right now. And I, I do think that that's going to be a, a weakness for them. They're not going to be able to establish the run with Lamar and um you know, Justice Hill and, and Gus Edwards and those guys. And it's going to cause them to struggle at passing the ball as well. And we've seen the Ravens offense the last couple of weeks be really poor in terms of 
moving the ball and scoring points. So um, I think the Ravens are going to struggle. They're not going to be able to score a, a ton of points in this one, especially against this Lions defense. So Ravens under 22 and a half. Now, one other parlay that I wanted to do in this game was Justin Tucker over one and a half field goals plus 114 with the Lions kicker Patterson over one and a half field goals at plus 114. Parlayed those together for, I think it's like plus 260, give or take, um, you know, five bucks wins you about 13, 14 dollars. So um, it was a good parlay, in my opinion, just because I think that this is going to be a grueling game where the, the both offenses are going to be able to move the ball, but they're not going to be able to score a lot of touchdowns. So um, two field goals for each player, each team seems more than realistic especially when you got Justin Tucker over one and a half. I mean, he's made for this. So um, I love that in this game. Now going to the next game, Washington versus New York Giants. Washington, a parlay that I really like in this one. Um, I think that this is going to be a bit more of a high scoring game. I think Washington's going to be able to score and move the ball. And then Washington's defense is terrible. Um, they're like number one in a, in behind them well, there it depends on the category but they're right behind the Denver Broncos in terms of yardage allowed and you know people being able to score on them so I think that the Giants are going to be able to move the ball they're they're going to be able to get points which is why I took the over on 37 and a half that's a very low over at minus 110 odds I parlayed that with Washington winning by three and a half points I don't think this is going to be that close of a game um, especially with uh, Tyrod Taylor being the lead guy in this game. I like Tyrod, but he's just more of a conservative guy. I don't think that he has what it takes to really go and drive this down the field and, you know, put up multiple, multiple touchdowns. So I parlayed this together. Uh, Washington minus three and a half was plus 109. So, you know, you, you pair those together and you have pretty good uh, parlay odds there. Uh, two straight bets that I like are Brian Robinson at 70 plus rushing yards because the um, the Giants defense is giving up a ton of yards on the ground and that's plus 110. Sam Howell over 15 and a half rushing yards minus 110. Um, I like the odds on that. Sam Howell's shown the ability to scramble the last couple weeks, so I, I think that he can pop one off in this game. Um, and then one other parlay that I wanted to put together was Wandale Robinson over 37 and a half receiving yards at minus 115 and Curtis Samuel over 34 and a half receiving yards at minus 110. Curtis Samuel has not been less than 35 yards all season long. Um, and I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon, especially with the Jahan Dotson news that we got earlier in this week that he's, you know, playing special teams. He's not really being thought of as a focal point of this offense. So I think they're going to continue to run the ball through Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, which is why I like the over on Curtis Samuel. And Wandale, I think, is is someone who's going to have a much better performance this week. And, you know, 37.5 is a pretty low bar to complete. And again, Washington is giving up a ton of passing yards. They are giving up, um, if you look at it, they are fifth. Uh, sorry, sixth in terms of passing yards per game allowed at 248. Now, I don't think Tyrod's the type of player to really exploit that, but again, the bar for 38 receiving yards is pretty low, especially for someone who I think is going to be the number one in Wandale. All right, next game I want to jump over to, um, we'll talk about Green Bay versus Denver. Um, 
just a few straight bets in this one. I think that this game is going to be more explosive than a lot of people do. Um, I took the over 47 and a half for this game at plus 119. I think that the, both teams are going to be able to score the ball. Um, 47 and a half is basically 24 to 24, right? I think both teams, neither one of these defenses scares you. De- the Broncos are literally the worst team in the NFL, the worst defense in the NFL, and their offense can still move the ball and score. Conversely, the Denver or the Green Bay Packers are a middle of the pack defense, um, but they give up so many rushing yards. It's insane. They are top five. They're number five um, in terms of rushing yards allowed per game at 143 rushing yards. Um, so I took the over straight bet plus 119 for the this game. I took a Javante anytime touchdown at plus 200 odds. Russ over one and a half passing touchdowns because the Green Bay Packers, they're good against the pass, but I think that, you know, when you look at this Denver off Denver Broncos offense, a lot of it comes through the air. So I like taking Russ. I think that Russ has had over two passing touchdowns in pretty much every game this year. Um, and the Green Bay Packers, when you look at them in terms of their passing um, their passing efficiency and, and defense there. They're literally averaging um, one and a half touchdowns per game through the air. So I like those odds of Russ being able to rebound from the last week where we saw him kind of stink it up and uh, go for two touchdowns in this one. Plus 150 odds on that. Javante, 60 rushing yards at plus 130. Again, you go to the rushing yards allowed by the Green Bay Packers, 144 a game. They're averaging 4.3 per clip of rushing attempt. That's just insane. You you can run all over this defense, and I think Javante is getting back to health. And, you know, we saw a couple of big explosive runs from him last week. Now the question is whether or not he's going to get enough volume, but, you know, at four four point three yards per carry, he only needs fourteen carries. He's been right around ten to twelve every single week. One big pop off run, and he can easily get sixty plus. That's plus one thirty odds. Um, the the other number I took was uh, the last bet in this game was Aaron Jones over fifty one and a half rushing yards. The Green Bay Packers are bad. The Denver Broncos are worse. They're allowing one hundred and seventy two rushing yards per game. Now. Granted, this is a little bit skewed because of the Miami Dolphins. I don't know what it is if you were to pull that one out, but when you have like 400 rushing yards, it's going <laughs> to in one game, it's going to it's going to it's going to inflate the numbers just a little bit there when you've only had 6 games. So, um, you know, they're they're probably around 130 to 140 without the Miami game, but that's still a ton, a ton of yards that they're giving up to teams on the ground so i like aaron jones he's coming back he's finally healthy of 51 and a half rushing yards at plus 100 odds now the last game i want to talk about is going to be tampa versus atlanta atlanta is going to uh, florida they're going to play the buccaneers in florida this weekend and this was an interesting one in terms of breaking these two teams down now one thing that i found was crazy in this game these two offenses do not score in the first quarter. Um, these two teams have combined in the first quarter the entire season, so through 11 games combined, 25 total first 
first quarter points. Um, Tampa Bay has six, which is wild. And then the other 19 come from Atlanta. So I did a parlay in this game because Tampa Bay is terrible in quarter one. They're the worst in the league in terms of first quarter points, uh, but they are amazing in second quarter points. I think they're number one or uh, they're up there. Where are they? I can't find them right now off the top of my head, but they're very good in the second quarter of scoring points. Um, You know, they average 7.4 points per second quarter. Uh, Meanwhile, the the Atlanta Falcons are, you know, right around five and a half, give or take. So I paired a parlay of first quarter under seven and a half points because, you know, they don't score points. 25 total points over 11 games. That's an average of, you know, field goal per first quarter so you could really if you really wanted to take three and a half and you you have good odds of hitting under three and a half but that's just terrifying because one field goal kind of or one touchdown really wrecks this parlay so that's why i took seven and a half it's possible that they could score more but very unlikely given the track record we have so far minus seven and a half is or under seven and a half for the first quarter is minus 165 odds um, but then I paired that with a second quarter over 9.5 at plus 120. It gave a nice little juicy parlay right there of um, plus value because, again, Tampa is very good in the second quarter. Atlanta is much better in the second quarter as well. So I would not be shocked if both of these teams struggle and then adjust in the second quarter and have a much bigger boom in the second quarter. Um Another parlay that I did in this game was Kyle Pitts over 32 and a half receiving yards at minus 120 with Johnny Smith over 31 and a half receiving yards at minus 110 and Drake London at 60 plus receiving yards at plus 155. Now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they are pretty good against um, the pass. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Uh, it does scare me a little bit. They're not the worst. They're not the best. Um, they're about number six. You can throw on this team. Um, or sorry, number eight. You can throw on this team, but you can't really score too many points. That's why I like. Um, that's why I like Drake London at sixty plus yards because I do think that he's going to be able to get enough volume that he's going to be able to get sixty yards. Again, you can throw on him. You can't run on the Buccaneers at all, uh, which does scare me quite a bit for Bijan in this week, but. You can throw on this team, and I think Janu and Pitts have shown the last couple of weeks that they are going to get enough volume. You're talking all three of these guys are the number one, number two, and number three target for the Atlanta Falcons. That's very low yardage numbers. 30, 33, 32, and 60 yards for these three players. Um, I forget the odds on that, but I think it was like plus 700 or something crazy. It was very, very high odds uh, for this two hit. So I like it a lot because it's an easy bet that I think is very likely to win as well. Um, And then the last two bets I did in this game were Chris Godwin over 59 and a half receiving yards. And then um, Chris Godwin anytime touchdown. Chris Godwin over 59 and a half is minus 115 odds. He's been much better the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, the week before the bye, they had their bye week, and then this week he's been over 60 yards in all, in both of those games anyway. And the Atlanta Falcons are a good secondary. You can't really throw that well on the Atlanta Falcons, but when you look at this team, who else are they going to throw to? Um, this game is going to be 
a competitive one, I think, in terms of I think there's going to be some good points scored. And when you're talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's either going to be Mike Evans or it's going to be Chris Godwin. I didn't think the Mike Evans touchdown, anytime touchdown bet was very good. And his receiving numbers were crazy. I think it was like 63 and a half when I was looking. So it might be different, but for Chris uh, or for Chris Evans, for Mike Evans, um, I think that that's a little bit of a high number, especially when you can't throw that well on the uh, Atlanta Falcons. But Chris Godwin has been good against the Falcons in the past. He's not really the guy that is going to be facing uh, A.J. Terrell, their number one cornerback. So I think Chris Godwin is going to be able to feast a little bit more underneath, and that's why he's going to be able to push that 60 yards as well as be utilized as the anytime touchdown guy at plus 230 odds. Again, that's just you could couple that with Mike Evans and hope you get one of them. I don't think Baker's going to throw two touchdowns through the air in this game, uh, but I could be wrong. So you could bet both of them if you really wanted to, but I just like the odds for Godwin a little bit better in this game. So those are all my bets for this week. Um, Hopefully, again, I tried to narrow it down to just a couple of games so that I could really focus. I spent an entire night just looking at, at defensive stats for all these games and all these bets, and I really feel good about them. So you can let me know, again, down below in the comments what your thoughts are on these bets if you like them. Um, you can hit me up on Twitter. You can hit up the podcast at TDC underscore Calvin for myself at FF after dark for the podcast. And you can ask my sister if what her thoughts are or let her know that you miss her on Twitter at Sam Tim's 99. We're going to be back next week. And again, this will be dropping on Saturdays more frequently and we'll be able to, um, you know, be more consistent going forward, but we appreciate you guys checking this out. And if you're new to the podcast, again, please subscribe to the channel. We're going to have more betting stuff. The betting thing will probably go after the NFL season. We'll probably just continue this for the whole year because that's the nice thing with all the different sports and everything. Um, I'm not an expert in any other sports other than football. You know, I'm expert at at football air quotes, but um, yeah, I think that I don't know the other sports as well. My sister is a really big hockey fanatic she's a junkie on on uh hockey so she's been giving me some good bets for those but yeah we can continue this throughout the entire season if you want to hear other sports let us know down in the comments and we can happily start to add some of those in there as well so we want to hear from you guys let us know your thoughts and until next time thank you guys so much for joining me tonight and have a good night and we all got dreams we all want things But what you gon' do for it? How you gon' move for it? What you gon' be?